90 millionaires. Um, I'm Aaron Rodgers' famous friend, Joe Rogan, and uh, I have his medical team with us here this week to discuss uh, why the vaccine is bad for you. Um, of course, I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm also not a fucking idiot um, like A-Rodge. I'm Patrick, your league mate, and I'm here, as always, joined by my two co-hosts, uh, Mike and Suds. I'll throw it as is tradition, to Mike. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, wasn't prepared for that bit, and I was wondering how long you're going to keep that up because I totally wasn't ready to go with it. But, uh, yeah, I'm good. Great start to the show. Very topical, as always, Pat. Very topical. Well, you know what? There is one thing that this podcast does extremely well, and that's stay on topic. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of staying on topic, Suds, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for thank you for asking, and thank you for coming to me as tradition stated. Uh, so, <laughs> as um, is tradition, also, as is tradition, as you said. Um, I would also like to point out that although there might be several references to Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan, this podcast would be better if either one of them replaced any of us. <laughs> I would politely disagree with that. That's uh, that is a, that is. More controversial. Actually, yeah, that may not even be that. true. Sorry, certainly more lucrative. Mm. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, like we, we'd have yeah. more, more listeners is what I mean. Yeah, oh, I don't know what okay. the content would be like. but <laughs> we, we, barely, we barely have the league listening to us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like we haven't gone over the metrics recently, but I don't think it's very active this season. I think but. Jimmy Jimmy said it was around ten last he had checked, I believe. Oh, okay. So. That's not too bad then. Yeah. I I only listen on eight different devices, so that's pretty good. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Andre, well, I think, I, is the other one, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely Andre. I was under the impression that no one was listening. Mm. I thought we were just doing it kind of <laughs> just throw it out there. This is an excuse <laughs> to talk about fantasy football once a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> Fantastic, guys. That's that's the banter our 10 listeners come for each and every week. Yeah, suck um, at Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> you invermectin pushing bastard. Um, we're gonna really do, we're gonna do, yeah, oh my gosh. I honestly, like, there are a thousand jokes that I want to make about it, but mm. yeah, I honestly wish we were doing scotch and sports today because... Yesterday was outrageous what Aaron Rodgers did. Yeah. And I've had like time to digest on it, digest like what I saw because I watched I watched the interview live. Mm-hmm. Um and it was insane. Like it was it was 
Uh, I texted I texted my sister today who ha- who doesn't specifically like Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. um, for a very funny reason, and she's always been like Aaron Rodgers is the Rat King, and um, I just kind of like I'm with my sister on this one. Like I I, I it was an exercise in arrogance and ego mm-hmm. what he did yesterday, and yeah. I I'm just. Um, unfortunately, like people, people are going to be hurt because of what he said, because of the the station that he holds and the status that he has. I don't know. This isn't the place to talk about it and and we can get in, we we can do it at another point, but I am just, um, Aaron Rodgers did something this week that has completely changed my perception of him. Um, and for Mm -hmm. the worse, Mm -hmm. I, 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 I've lost, I've lost a ton of respect for him. Yeah. You know what my, my biggest regret in this whole situation is, is that he is not currently hosting Jeopardy. Cause that would just be the cream, the icing <laughs> on top of this story. If he was hosting Jeopardy while coming out with all this stuff. Oh, it, 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 you're a hundred percent right. Suds. Cause it would be, he, here he is this like uh, a host of a show that's meant to sort of highlight elite intelligence. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy pushing no vaccines. I, I honestly, <laughs> I don't know. He he made he made the comment that he was allergic to the vaccines, or, or he discovered that he was uh, allergic to it. I'm not saying that um, if it put his body at risk, by all means, like take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But he didn't end there. He went further with it. He was like, the vaccine can make you sterile. The vaccine. Um, <laughs> We don't know the long-term ramifications of it. Uh, I've done my own research. He did this, like, honestly, it was like a fucking BuzzFeed quiz of just excuses that anti-vaxxers present when they're trying to sort of, like, yeah. uh, confirm that that there's, their process is sound. It's like, oh, it just was, it just was reckless. And I mean that in, like, a almost like a legal sense. Like it was reckless what he was doing yesterday. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, we happen to know the boys on Scotch and sports pretty well. So maybe we can uh, get you on there this week to talk about it. Oh, big time pass. I'm sure Jimmy is the one that I got to be uh, smooth talking here, but yeah, I would love to come on and uh, express my views a little bit more on, on this whole Aaron Rodgers situation. But well, as as the person um, who has the directest link to Jimmy, I can say that what we're actually going to do is just copy and paste this out and put it into Scotch and Sports. <laughs> you, uh, you have my permission. You have my permission to do that. Beautiful. Did not need it. Uh, is direct <laughs> Did not word? need it. <laughs> well, okay. Directest? I think that's enough uh, real world um, shenanigans. We can we can always touch on it later. But I think uh, I think our best bet now is to do the recap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so no more Aaron Rodgers references. Rest of the podcast, yeah, no right? more, no I don't more think, Aaron Rodgers. I'm fairly confident that'll be the last time we hear about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers today. So Perfect. I'll just I'll do our our, our um, hot new segment that's got uh, all of our listeners just buzzing with excitement each and every mm-hmm. week. We're gonna do uh, we're gonna do last week's headlines. So uh, because we don't have a guest this week, uh, I'm gonna ask permission that I read the headlines. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like they'll be read correctly for once. (laughs) Hopefully, less puns. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm very excited for this. So here we go. Your (laughs) puns. 
Liv McCaffrey diehard was right in the crosshairs of the woke mob as they fell to recovering loss addict XXVIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIII
uh, Neville and Danish trade years ago that right. we were, we're not, I don't want to call it. It's, it's what we call it off air, but the, the crime that it was. But yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, I find it, I find it so P- interesting. That Danish is, show, so. Good call. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I find it interesting how Danish is living in Sweden, which as I recall, the capital of Sweden is Stockholm. Uh, and there's a medical uh, situation called Stockholm syndrome, which is where you um, you kind of start adopting the behaviors and and um, affections of the people who who mm-hmm. kidnapped you or committed a crime against you. And I can't help but see feel that like Bottom Bitch Boy uh, is developing a bit of Stockholm syndrome with his trading uh, uh, abilities. But that was uh, that was a so- long. So that was a joke with like a really a lot of moving parts. And I'd like to congratulate you on coming to a punchline. Um, but it was that just that it was just a punchline. It was just. <laughs> and I felt needed. it too. I felt it too. That was too long <laughs> for me to talk, but I'm glad we got it out there. People, I'll put that out into the universe and then people can do what they want with it. Uh, we'll move on to the next division and we'll get that analysis done. Who's up? Oh, it's me. I get to talk more. Seven championships. Uh, so this is Andre, Mike, Suds, and my brother. Andre is still holding on to first, uh, but he's getting some competition. Andre is uh, facing two losses in a row. And uh, Suds and Mike, my co-hosts, have put together a two-win streak of their own uh, and closed the gap to a game. Uh, Flacaroni and Cheese still at the bottom at two and six. Uh, that is not likely to change before the end of the season. Um but this division went from being a stranglehold to being uh, up for grabs. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you know I'm just a genius, so there's no other way to say that. Um, but I did say a few weeks ago, if Andre didn't make a move, I felt his team was a little bit vulnerable. And here we are; he's looking a little vulnerable. I said Neville, sorry, Bitch Boy, made a shitty trade, and look where it's gotten him. So, if people just started listening to this podcast and maybe taking our advice. Maybe a little bit further along in life, but I can't help everyone. <laughs> Thank you, resident genius. Uh, speaking, uh, speaking, speaking of Mike, though, I just want to say—not that I really care—but did you mm-hmm. interrupt his analysis and then go on to move on to yours without going back to him? Yes. Oh, did I? Yes. Yeah. Oh, did I that, did. But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I don't really want to know. Sorry. It's better content this way anyway. I'll explain it. I'll explain it. My phone is not getting good Wi-Fi right now. So if I'm cutting out for you guys, you guys are cutting out for me. No, you're not. You just cut me off. But anyway, You just didn't let him finish his analysis. (laughs) That's so funny. That's so funny. (laughs) But it's okay. We've moved on. We can't go back now. We've talked enough about Bitch Boy. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm really neveling this up today, aren't I? I'm so Same sorry. Same with that. <laughs> uh, will uh, do I have everybody's permission to move on? <laughs> you do. You want? <laughs> oh. Oh no. Still yeah. good. <clears throat> Two championships. Suds, take it away. I don't know what happened to both. All right, we'll, we'll let Bo uh, figure his shit out right now, um, and I will take on the two championships, which is the most exciting division. Once again, so many weeks in a row, we've got fourth place, fifth place, sixth place, and eighth place. Hallwell hosting here, maybe. 
uh, and then Burrows the Steel, which is the surprise in Gertie, and then Dungeons and Drax, Dungeons and Dax in Nolan, and Mike can't believe it's not Hallwell coming up in last place. But five and three, five and three, four and four, four and four, 130 points separating the most points for and the fewest. Gertie's on a five-game winning streak, has one of the worst teams in the league, but is somehow tied for the lead in this division. Hallwell with mm-hmm. the tiebreak right now. Um Dungeons and Dax, and I can't believe it's not Hallwell. Most points yet in third and fourth. Um, yeah, lots, lots of moves to be made in this division. Uh, no perfect teams, but every week they just manage to put up records that make it fun to analyze more and more. And that's all I have. I don't know if we have Bo Deli back. Let's just throw it out there. Are you back, Bo Deli? I'm back. It's the ghost of Bo Deli. <laughs> why? Why did you die? <laughs> there was a tragic accident here, <laughs> where I live. Wow. Okay. Well, more exciting last week. week, but but that's nice that you're continuing things. Remembrance Day is coming up, though. <laughs> Just a general uh, right. comment. The league is so tight. Um, right now, you got a bunch of teams at five and three and four and four. That's obviously only a game apart. I think that's what? One, like, fuck, eight teams are within a game right now. Lifeless Fish and Flack are probably the only two that are quote unquote out of it. Not exactly out of it yet, but even Ryan at six and two, he's not that far ahead. So anything could happen. I love Jay's comment last week, and it's so true. It's like, I won. I'm expecting to move up. No, just stayed in the exact same fucking spot. Same for me. So it means everybody around us is winning, except the top, I think, is getting a little tighter. 100%. That's, uh, yeah, good parity going on in the league so far, which is always a fun season when that happens. And that's P-A-R-O-D-Y parity, right? Yeah, we never addressed this, uh, and I would love to do that off air, but... um, that is one way to spell parody. Mm-hmm. That's facts. So many, so many. The, the league, the, the league has parody, and this podcast has parody. Yes, <laughs> agreed. That's that's what the def- dictionary definition says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Great stuff, guys. I think I'm going to move us forward, unless anybody else has any analysis. Mike, do we want to rope loop back to your your part here and let you finish your your division analysis? I don't think so. I think Ryan's on top, and that's the news of the week. And are we going to now- talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit more? Yeah, <laughs> I sent uh, Jay got- a trade offer for Aaron Rodgers, but he rejected it. So that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Says a lot about Jay to keep him on his team. But anyways, we can get into that later. That's true. <laughs> um, we'll go to waiver wire. Uh, and who normally does waiver wire? I feel like this is a Suds thing. Or uh, yeah, I, can, I can take it. I think we've both kind of done yeah, it. Yeah, give her um, Suds. Yeah, I can, I can go this week for sure. Although I'd rather go a different week when it wasn't as crazy busy as this week. Mm. Um. What order should I do this in? Let's uh, let's bury the leads, actually. So I'll start with, um, I got the Miami defense for $2, outbidding a few people. No one cares about that. Um, interesting, Trevor Simeon went for $20 to Gertie, Burroughs the Steel. 
Uh, only one other person bid. Curtis with thirteen dollars. Yeah. Um, why do we? Why do we think that no one else wanted to take a shot on Trevor Simeon? I think people assumed Taysom was going to start. I think that's pretty much the logical explanation. But Simeon looked decent last week in his brief appearance. I think um, I, I think people have have had the, the Simeon experience though before as well, right? Like he was on, um, I think it was Denver. Was that who he played for? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and and nothing really spectacular came from that. So, um, I I I wanted to avoid it, but it does seem like twenty dollars for a starting quarterback. Like, meh, it's not terrible. Yeah, that's not not at all a bad deal, especially for a team on the rise. Although I also didn't want Seaman on my team. <laughs> Moving on to speaking of players who have tried and failed before, thirty five dollars for Carlos Hyde. To who else would it be? Our lovely commissioner, CD's nuts number one, Andre, $35, making sure to get Carlos Hyde because the next highest bid was $3 by Bitch Boy. And then the next highest bid is a couple of zeros from Mike and Nolan. So, way to go, Andre. You got Carlos Hyde. And then we have, oh, another interesting one. Uh, Andre gets Brian Edwards. Not a bad one here, $11. Although spending nearly half of the season's total budget on Brian Edwards and Carlos Hyde doesn't feel like the best roster management. But anyway, outbid Jay for $8. Um, and then we're going to move on to the big ones. And that is the Tennessee running back position. And everybody kind of... Picking sides here between AP and Jeremy McNichols. AP, by the way, was activated off the practice squad to be a starter yesterday. Um, I got AP for $39, outbidding Andre, who bid $36. I was happy about that until I saw how he valued running backs with Carlos Hyde going for $35. (laughs) Um, Then the next highest bid was Jigaguts with $11. So... I got him. I outbid Andre to get him. I'm happy I got him, but obviously Andre and I bid way higher than we needed to. What did you guys think of Adrian Peterson? And actually, let's move on to Jeremy Reckles first. He went for $60, next highest bid, Jigaguts, 42 and then a bunch of lower bids. What do you guys think about these pickups and who is going to kind of break out out of these two, or will it be both? I, I feel like uh, Adrian Peterson is going to take the majority of, like, the first and second down work. Uh, and then I think Jeremy McNichols falls to a, uh, a third down passing role. Um, mm-hmm. So in that regard, I hate the price for Jeremy McNichols, but I, I'm okay with the price for Adrian Peterson at 39. Sweet. Yeah. I, it's just hard to think that Peterson would come in and light the league on fire or do anything that would be that relevant at this point in his career. I think for me, at least I think McNichols, well, you pretty much said it. Peterson's probably going to offer you a little bit of a floor, whereas McNichols could potentially have more of a ceiling, I think, just based on age and what Peterson has gone through, although apparently he's in good shape. Um, but we'll see how it plays out. It should be interesting. I do find it interesting. Peterson... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, last time Peterson played, he was a 1,000-yard uh, rusher, wasn't he? Yeah, in uh, 2015. No, because, because he played for the Lions last year, didn't he, briefly? He did, and then and so it was the year before with uh, yeah. with Washington. 
Yeah, but I mean, you can definitely lift out a, a you know, a season with the Lions is not something you're ever going to be proud of, no matter what. So, question for Bo: um, You didn't put any offers in on either of these guys. Why not? You're usually a big running back fiend. Uh yeah, big time. Um, I honestly. Why didn't I do that? Um, I think if I had given Adrian Peterson, given Adrian Peterson a little bit more thought, I probably would have. Mm. Um, but I'm, I think I was pretty happy with like AJ Dillon's development, which has turned into like a one B sort of um, RB for for Green Bay at the moment. Um, so I, I I felt like I could. I, I honestly I felt like my other I, I still had to address wide receiver, which mm-hmm. is still mm-hmm. which at this point was still an issue for me. Yeah, but there, there's a segment coming up where I'm going to be the star of, and we can talk all about that. <laughs> well, you, you haven't had much right. airtime so far, so that's good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And very, very quickly before we move on, uh, I'll just bring up that someone put in the notes here a very good point that there was a ton of roster moves from game day last week to now. Notable players that were added: Lynn McCaffrey or Die Hard, Van Jefferson. He's done things. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Derek Gore showing up. We uh, when was that Monday night? I guess. Who cares? Yes, yeah. Uh, against the Nolan. Yeah, and then uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, who has been a nice little add and drop player throughout the season, uh, added to Dungeons and Dax as well. Live McCaffrey or Die Hard picking up Frymouth, and then Bitch Boy gets Logan Thomas, Jordan Howard, and Jameson Crowder filling out some empty roster spots for you, Mike. Yeah. So lots of kind of big names too. Like after last week's nothing happening or the last couple of weeks, a huge, huge week for the waiver. Mm-hmm. As huge as my dick. Okay. There it is. And that is going to be our transition to, uh, oh, sorry. There also is a note of a swath of defenses we're taking as well. But oh, that's yeah, I was on the second that, page. My apologies. That's always the case, but not not super important. Um, we have a a pretty robust uh, trade corner this week. Oh shit! So maybe, I didn't even see those. Um, so Mike, maybe maybe I'll uh, first reading of it. You get to uh, break down the trades that have yeah. happened since the last podcast. Oh, well, let me just uh, quickly pull up a little bit of roster action here because we're going to need that. So I'll start with uh, the move last week that I was aware of. The Sterling Shepard, Carson Wentz going to uh, Nolan and Hallwell. You're getting Justin Fields and Jerry Judy. That is a good trade for both teams. I think Judy coming back has got some upside, obviously. He, he had a pretty good week one before he went out. And then Fields, who the hell knows? He's looked terrible some weeks. He's put up decent points another. Um, but as your third quarterback, I don't mind that. And I like the upgrade, as you said, you need wide receiver. Um, so I think that's a pretty good deal for both teams. It helped Nolan this week, potentially. He was in a bit of a bind. Or sorry, last week, losing Dak. Um, so that trade made a lot of sense for him. Yeah, I was I was pretty happy with it. Uh, Nolan uh, was uh, intent on beating uh, uh, Bitch Boy. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and had to pull right. out all the stops. Mm-hmm. Had to pull out all the stops to do it. So he came to me after Dak got uh, inactivated for the uh, for the game, and it was like, "I want Carson." I heard Carson's available, and we were able to make it happen. So I was pretty happy with the return on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'll let you I'll let you follow up with the next trade. Yeah, and then you took. Or, uh, sorry, nope, no, sorry. I we cut Suds off. I don't know if Suds wanted oh. to. 
No, that's all good. That's all. Uh, I will just say that um, you you picked up Van Jefferson and then used him as part of the trade. I, I can explain how this one came to fruition, but yes, that's exactly what happened. I love it when that happens. I just wanted to point that out. But uh, anyway, that's all I want to say. So Hallwell moves Justin Fields and Van Jefferson to Curtis for Jalen Waddell and Chase Edmonds. I don't... I love this deal for you, Hallwell. I Thank don't you. see what it does for Curtis, I think is my main problem at the moment. I know he wanted a third quarterback. He inquired with me. Um, but I don't know really why you would get rid of, you know, which could be the top receiver in Miami, especially with Parker continuing to be out. And Chase Edmonds, who, while he hasn't been a world burner, still gets touches on one of the best offenses in the league. So I, I don't see it. I love the upside for you, though, Howell, again. And I also want to point out that you made the elusive almost three-way trade happen here that we talked on the podcast a couple weeks ago. So good job. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give it to Suds before I go into a little bit of how the second trade came to be. Uh, yeah, just on the, the Justin Fields thing, I, I do think um... – not to speak for Curtis, I haven't talked about him, but there's there's a little bit of value going forward there because I believe either the team will get better or they'll have a different coach. Um, mm. So I think that I think that he's going to have fewer soft games uh, would be my guess. I find this trade pretty even actually, mm. um, but uh, either way, let's explain how it happened. Tell us, give us the insider info. Okay, so the foundation of this of this deal was lay was laid the day before I had made the trade for Carson Wentz. So I talked about Carson Wentz as being a good fantasy play, all that stuff, made my pitch to Curtis. Um, and, and if he's okay, I can I can forward those messages onto the chat because uh, they were pretty funny. I was quite desperate in the in those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> but I traded, I ended up trading, trading Carson Wentz. Um, Suds, you'll note that uh, Sterling Shepard was also a waiver wire pickup for me in that bet, in that deal too. Um, so both, both Van Jefferson and Sterling Shepard, I had picked up days before on the waiver wire and then they had been included in deals that, that were, um, that were moved. I think, I, I just think that's a pretty cool. Little it fact. is, it is cool. And actually, and I, I meant to say Sterling Shepard earlier when I said Van Jefferson. Um, all, all good. So all good. I, I mistake accidentally covered that, but yeah, I love it when that happens. That's, that's a really impressive way to make a trade. I love that. So, um, I had uh, Jalen Waddle and Chase Edmonds were originally the targets that I wanted from the team. Originally, what it was going to be was Carson Wentz. Um, so I uh, I had made the Carson Wentz deal. I was happy with Jerry Judy and Justin Fields. Uh, and then Curtis texted me out of the blue yesterday. He was like, hey, what do you think about Justin Fields and Van Jefferson for Jalen Waddle and Chase Edmonds? And I was like, or he asked, he asked, uh, he, I had to clarify his player, but that was basically what he wanted. And I was just like, yeah, I'll do that. No problem. And he was like, wait, you're not going to counter? I was like, no, I don't think so. And he was <laughs> like, okay, I have to double check if it's a good deal now. And I was like, no, you, I mean, you can't really get cold feet. But yeah, he, he sought me out. So um, I was very surprised when this deal landed on, on, my, uh, on my doorstep. And um, giving up that third QB for for Waddle and Edmonds feels very very nice because mm-hmm. um, Waddle Waddle becomes a, an immediate starter for me and Edmonds is now my third running back 
boosting that fact with that I do get CMC back. I think my my lineup now went from like I don't understand how I was winning games to actually like fairly strong, and I don't have to put as much on my my quarterbacks to to win me games now. So I feel like my lineup has gotten very well. I'm just my issue is that I have a lot of bye weeks coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to affect me. So. It's going to be a spotty record for the this last little bit, but if I can squeak into playoffs, I think I can make some pretty good noise. What I struggle with for Curtis is the fact that he basically swapped out Wentz for Fields, and like that's just I, I don't know. I just don't see how Fields offers you the upside. I know Suds, you said they should get better or a new coach, but Curtis has already gotten through one of his bye weeks with Kirk Cousins. So theoretically, he'll only ever play him in week 14 when Mac Jones sits. So I just don't think giving up Edmonds and Waddle is worth that one week of potential. Unless Justin Fields blows up and lights the world on fire. But I just don't see it at this point. I I, I think the bet for Curtis is that Fields start producing like he, he did right. last week. But I think for me... I was looking at fields. I was like, Oh yeah, that was like a good week. I'm happy. I'm happy that he showed up on the week that I made the trade for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was the missing element last week? I think Pat mentioned it earlier, but Matt Nagy wasn't there. He was under COVID pro- protocol mm-hmm. or whatever. And so Justin, I, I think Matt Nagy is a, we've talked to, or I've mentioned it before, but I have a list of coaches that need to be fired. And Matt Nagy is at the top of that list. Cause I think he's a right. terror. I think he's like a rich man's, um, Adam Gaze. Like, he is not a good coach. Were you just and about to call him a terrorist and you pivoted? or what? Was I about to call him a terrorist? Yeah, you said he's a terror and then you kind of transitioned to something else. No, he's a rich man's Adam Gaze. Didn't, didn't Can I just say that, that being, being a rich man's Adam Gaze is actually worse than being a terrorist anyway? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, so I don't, I don't, Justin Fields has had more bad games than he has good games. So mm-hmm. that's why I was able to move him. But maybe Curtis is like, oh, I like that running upside. That's fair. To each their own. And that's um, it. Those are, the, those, those are the trades this week. Exciting. What a time to be alive. I made, um, sorry, one other point I wanted to mention, going back to Derrick Henry, not in this league, but it's this league's farm league, 390 Homestead. Um, Hallwell, I know you're not in it. So I yep. don't know if we talked about this, but whoever had Derrick Henry dropped him. And I was just like looking around and I picked him up and I was like, thanks. And just slot him in my IR. Like, he may not come back, but if he comes back for playoffs, like, my chances at a championship have just gone way up. Yeah, I didn't notice it until you added him. I wasn't on the lookout for crazy mm-hmm. shit like that. <laughs> it's wild that someone would do that. Um, oh, sorry. That does... Um, I picked up Cam Akers this week with the same intention. I saw that, actually, when I was just looking at your roster. Is there a chance he can come back? Oh, he is. <clears throat> He's designated for return. I didn't realize that, actually. I saw some video on, on Twitter this week that was just like, hmm. oh, he looked pretty good. So I was like, okay, fuck it. What a slick move. Thank you. Congrats, man. It, so, it, it's been a profitable week for me. Yeah, I mean, you're making moves, and uh, I applaud it. I think you've got to do what you've got to do, and you got to put yourself in the best chance to win. You want to get yourself to the playoffs, as you said. Then That's right. anything can happen. So I like what you're doing over there in the – Brooks, Alberta. 
Oh, we said it online <laughs> and out loud. Perfect. It's okay. No one listens to us. Yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully. <laughs> All right. Should we get to uh, everyone's favorite segment? I guess. <laughs> Don't sound too excited. Oh, well. Yeah. We've got the mystery source. And uh, like I've always said, he just keeps finding a way to find me. So I'm out west here in uh, Whistler and... He slipped a little note under the door, and we've got some great stuff here, guys. I'm going to assume I haven't read it yet, so be prepared for that. All right. He's back with a riddle last week. He or she, sorry, is back with a riddle. I guess they didn't want to do one last week. I'm not sure what the story is there. Maybe we can have them on the show and ask at some point. Um, But the parody in this league is impressive indeed, other than one rather inactive Swede. So for this week, the source will keep things insult-free. So on to the clues, how well you smell like pee. (laughs) Can't comment on that. I am a league mate. I manage a team with expertise. So don't go looking for me in the list of retirees. Oh, that's a good clue, actually. I am not that guy with whom you'd like to share a beer. Who should shut up more? He doesn't even go here. So the fir- the first line was that saying he's 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 the mystery source is no- basically he's saying he's not Patty Mac, right? Yeah, or Micah, right? Or Chris, or Chris, Chris. or Chris. That's yeah, true. that's true. Weird that I forgot about my roommate. Not that guy with whom you'd like to share a beer. So someone we wouldn't want to have a beer with. It's a long list in this league. Um, who should shut up more? He doesn't even go here. I don't get the last part, personally. Yeah, I don't either. I, just another uh, another miss by the mystery source. You know, <laughs> That's some a half baked clue that really means nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, what's new, mystery source? Uh, should start respelling mystery with M I S S. Missed. Suck it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to his uh, his info. Curtis finally starts recovering from his trade PTSD, pulling off a deal with the human version of a playground erection. This okay. has inspired Curtis to continue talks with several people, this time hoping that the trade can involve play- players that are actually worthy of a starting lineup. Nice. I can agree. Speaking of shitty starting lineups... <laughs> I gotta read these before so I don't die laughing. Speaking of shitty starting lineups, the league's favorite racist, Mike Hallwell, is in desperation mode. He's been trying to make deals work, but his team is so unhealthy he has brought in a medical expert to give advice. No word on who the expert is, but your source has heard it's been quite an experience in stars and caps. Uh, Neville's nice. reeling from his two-game losing streak since making the trade with Withered Dick Suds. Suddenly concerned about his prospects in the division, has been looking for depth and a QB upgrade. The source wonders if Daniel Jones is available. That's amazing. Um, Nolan has been much happier league mate since breaking his deadlock with close friend and arch nemesis Hallwell. He's still looking to upgrade a wide receiver and tight end, and the source would like to point out that he's willing to put his <laughs> he's willing to p- point out 
Wow, the source would like to point out he's willing to put his tight end in Nolan's receiver. Sorry, sometimes a little hard to get through these. That's it. Cool. Hey, the mystery source didn't shame me for once. That's that's a positive, I guess, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would just like to say that I'm very proud of my withered dick. Um, I love that. That was uh, that was pretty funny. So, Mike, my brother is making moves. I tried so long to trade with Mike. That was impossible. Oh, uh, maybe the it was the other half of the trade that was the problem. Maybe. Um, we can quickly recap, uh, injuries. Uh, there was probably in, in, indicative of all the moves that we had on the waiver wire. We have a league of gentlemen, NFL players who are no longer playing, um, for the time being. Jameis Winston done for the season. Derek Henry likely done for the fantasy season, at least. Henry Ruggs. Tragic circumstances done for the season. Aaron Rodgers, COVID positive, you fucking idiot. <laughs> done for the season. Michael Thomas, done for the season. Odell Beckham Jr., yeah. fired from the Browns. Unbelievably. This was like, we didn't even, the Aaron Rodgers stuff has just like blanketed two other major stories. I don't want to get into the Henry Ruggs stuff, but the OBJ stuff mm-hmm. is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. He has he has got himself booted off of a, another team. Yeah, it's wild. Um, and so we don't know where he's going to go. Suds, you have OBJ. Um, I think I think there's some positivity about him going to a team that uh, will will make him the primary receiver, which is what I think he wants, unfortunately, um, rather than to win. Um, but we won't know until Monday. So he's out this week. What are your thoughts on on OBJ's future? Well, I, um, I, I mean, I don't think you'll care about the incredibly briefest conversation that's ever happened that you and I had, Hallwell, about OBJ and trading him. Um, and my, I just said that I wanted to wait for the news because I am quite excited. I think that there's a big opportunity for him here. Uh, certainly a bias there, but he's still got talent and going to a place where he can have some fun for a few months before he gets pissed off again, I think would be good. Yeah, like when he when he when he plays, he can play well. Um, do I think there's some merit to his frustrations in 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 Cleveland? Maybe, yeah. I, I but they're winning. Like the Browns, mm-hmm. notorious losers for the last two decades, have actually turned into like an AFC Super Bowl contender with the with the state of the the conference right now. And OBJ has his dad release a video about him missing. It just is like, if there was an award for the worst t- teammate ever, this is like, this is like Terrell Owens shit. Yeah. is basically what is pulling right now. Oh, well, we've always known this, that the Terrell Owens, and don't you dare bring up Terrell Owens and not your boy, Ocho Senko. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> they're different. They are different, sir. <laughs> But yeah, but the, you know, we've seen these diva wide receivers all over the place who can still find success when they go to the right team. And um, if he doesn't go to the right team, you can absolutely have him. Um, but uh, for now, I'm going to hold out. No, that's fair. And I may have I may have addressed my wide receiver um, uh, 
quagmire with uh, true say um, no, we can we can continue that conversation. Um, so moving on from OBJ, we have Calvin Ridley taking a mental health break, which mm-hmm. I totally applaud. Um, yeah. Good for him. Uh, we have Dak Prescott, who should be activated this week. He said that he's likely to play, um, but we'll just wait for that sort of confirmation. And then Robert Tanyan uh, done for the season with a torny uh, MCL ACL. Just just tough tough little go. So. Um, those are the broken players that we have this week. Uh, I'll also add in CMC likely to be um, activated for tomorrow's game. So watch out, boys. Number one pick is back in the fantasy landscape, and we are excited for that. Uh, another thing I'll, I'll add quickly is uh, on the Jameis Winston thing, Taysom Hill, well, a lot of people thought he would start, and he has a concussion that he's just getting over. So potentially could be the starter there. They might just be giving him an extra week and giving Seaman an extra week to fuck things up. Nice. nice pronunciation, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. That's what the ten listeners come for. That's right. Yeah, well. Seaman! Seaman, Seaman, Seaman! Okay. Seaman, Seaman, We're... Seaman! <laughs> Seaman, Seaman! What do you see? Man! All right, we've got about an eight-minute warning here for me. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna rip through our predictions real quickly. Uh, we'll do an update on the on the stats uh, on the wins and losses for next week. Um, because I think we actually have to do some counting because math yeah. isn't working out. But um, our first matchup is uh, myself versus my brother. Uh, Suds, you get to do the, the recap. Let us know what's going to go on in that game. Uh, yes. Sorry, I should have been ready for this, but I was too busy singing an award-winning song. <laughs> um, so I have not the Battle of the Mics, not the Battle of the Pats, but the Battle of the Hallwells. Cool. You guys said my last name, too. And where I live. This is great. <laughs> and that you're a piece of shit. There it is. All right. So, uh, so yeah, kind of, kind of, I've picked, um, I'm totally ready for this segment. So, Hallwell, you and I have picked uh, you, and Pelt, you're the only one to pick Mike Hallwell. The reason that I took you, Hallwell, is your team is better. Right now, Mike Hallwell uh, only has two players worth writing home about. Uh, Zeke Elliott and Travis Kelsey. He did have a really, really good Thursday night. Uh, Pittman put up 12 points. Elijah Moore was the big one, putting up 20, uh, which was well, well past his projected. And same with Ty Johnson, who managed to pull off 10. Um, It's not a player that you should have to start. So great Thursday night. It's going to make this game close, but this whole year team is better. I like that Chase Edmonds edition, not a bad flex play. And you still have Eckler and McCaffrey coming back. So your running backs are just astonishing. Um, you have a better team. Sorry, Mike Hallwell, not your season. You were due a shitty one. And uh, congratulations, Pat Hallwell, on keeping the top of this division. Oh, thank you. Mike's, Mike's Thursday night was incredible. I am, mm. I am definitely worried. Going into this week, I was like, oh, this is going to be a um, – this should be a win for me. And now it's like, oh, shit, I actually got to, like, produce. But we'll see at the end of the week what happens. Uh Mike, you got Danish, uh, Danish versus Andre. Sorry, Steve's just breaking Airbnb. Um, yes, I got Danish and Andre, and we all across the board took Andre here. You know, I, I toyed with the idea of Danish pulling off the upset, but the lifeless fish has just gotten all the life sucked out of him, and I don't think he's coming back. Um, I like his QBs, Mahomes and Ryan. 
But outside of that, I think uh, Derek Carr has been doing well for Andre. You obviously have Kyler Murray there. I love Andre's receivers compared to Danish's. You got Sanders, Lamb, and Brown. I think Lamb has become a focal point in that Dallas offense, and I think Debo Samuel may not have a week or may not even play um, this week due to a calf injury. Running backs-wise, Najee, obviously, he's great. And then Carlos Hyde, is Robinson out? If he is, then I think this is a slam dunk for Andre. Um, but I don't I like Boston Scott for Philly. We all know Jordan Howard's back and ready to take over. And then other than that, uh, Mark Andrews versus Kyle Pitts. I think that's a bit of a wash. And you've got Cheneau and Edwards in the most uninteresting flex battle of all time. Uh, we will move to the uh, the next matchup, which is uh, Suds versus Ryan. Um, Suds, you're going to get a uh, another sort of uh, formal warning. Uh, you have an incomplete lineup um, as you don't you don't have a tight end playing this week. Um, but in your is in it your is it lineup. is it an incomplete lineup? If I haven't decided yet whether or not I will put a tight end in my lineup. So the whole process of you filling out your lineup is incomplete because you haven't made the decision on what you're going to do yet. My lineup might not include a tight end tomorrow. Well, if it doesn't, if it doesn't include a, a tight end, then you're fine. But right now, you're sort of admitting that like you are not at the process where you've made a decision. So I'm still going to say it's incomplete. Yeah, your butt's incomplete. Okay. Okay. You don't need to get personal. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. You've already got your award. Okay. So, um, Suds, so uh, we, uh, myself and you have you winning the matchup and Pelt is going with Ryan. Um, I believe that you're going to win because your, your quarterback matchup, I like it's Ryan Tannehill and, and Daniel Jones versus Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. You have Tannehill and Jones. And I just I think that's a better combo than, than Allen and Darnold. I don't, um, Darnold actually may not even be starting. I think it's PJ Walker, correct? That, I, I thought that as well. Yes, but I'm not sure. But, but Ryan, Ryan does have PJ Walker. So he has the Carolina starting quarterback. Um, uh, your wide receivers are just better. Um, you've Cooper cup who has been unreal this season, AJ Brown and Amari Cooper versus Adam Thielen, Cole Beasley, and Kadarius Tony. We're not. Oh, Kadarius looks like he's going to play. Um, but yeah, you you get the wide receivers for sure. Uh, Ryan has a little bit of an edge with James Conner and Josh Jacobs. Um, Aaron Jones and Tony Pollard are your starting running backs, uh, Suds, and those are very good running backs. So you still can produce, but um, I, I kind of edge a little bit closer to, to Connor. Um, I have to give. Uh, just by default, Ryan has a better tight end with Zach Ertz, uh, and you're admitting that you may not even play a tight end. So um, that's definitely to Ryan. Um, you've got Devontae Smith in your flex, and Ryan has Julio Jones against the Rams. I, I think Devontae Smith is, is a better situation there. Um, and then your defenses, Miami versus Houston. Miami is like a sneaky good fantasy defense. Are they still on that streak of like consecutive games with like a turnover? I think so. Um, Pittsburgh versus Chicago on Monday night is also an unreal matchup. So it'll be a good one. It's a tight, it's a tight one, but I think, I think Suds can get the edge here if he just plays a goddamn tight end. And with that, uh, we'll move on to Neville versus Gertie. Uh, yeah, that is me again. And I am prepped this time. Pelt and I took Gertie. Hollow, you are the one who took Neville. So starting with Neville's team, which is 100% better than Gertie's team. 
uh, especially when you look at the wide receivers, Neville Rock and Tyree Kill, Jamar Chase, and Mike Williams. Uh, he's got James Robinson in the flex, sorry. Um, but yeah, still great wide receivers. A much better team than Gertie, who is rocking Devontae Adams, who won't have Aaron Rodgers throwing to him. However, I'm not going to bury the lead. We're short on time. Neville is playing Trevor Lawrence and the Buffalo defense, the two things he got in the trade for me. Trevor Lawrence is playing against the Buffalo defense. And so, I mean, the Buffalo defense will get points here. I think Trevor Lawrence won't. And I just, the matchups that Gertie has are not too bad. He is going to go on a six game winning streak, I think. And Neville is going to go on a four game losing streak. uh, Despite having a pretty good team. I think this trade is just going to fuck him one more week. Uh, We move to Curtis versus Noel. Yeah, we'll keep this one short and sweet. Um, Curtis has got some bye week issues. He's got some trade issues. He's got a defense on bye in the starting position. Not looking good for him. I think he's better at wide receiver. Other than that, I think Nolan's running backs and Patterson, Kamara, Booker, and then his quarterbacks and Wentz and Prescott are going to make Curtis suck the Don Kedick this week. Nice. Very nice. Um, my, uh, the final match is Jay, Jay versus Mike. Um, and so in the interest of keeping it short, I will do that as well. Their matchup is fairly even, except when it comes down to the quarterbacks. And that was the decision, uh, that was, uh, the deciding factor for me. So Mike, you have Baker Mayfield, uh, and Teddy Bridgewater versus, uh, Jay playing Jordan Love. And, uh, Oh my gosh, what is his name? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. I forgot mm-hmm. his first name. Oh my gosh. Uh yeah, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is the superstar out of the out of those names. Um I think Baker and Teddy will, will put up fine numbers. Uh but I think um Justin Herbert is the only one that can really actually go nuclear in this mm-hmm. um in this foursome. And that's why I give it to Jay. So um that's my prediction. Beautiful. And that is it. That is it for the podcast. So we're gonna we're gonna sh- uh, wrap this up uh, real real quick. So, um, Suds, uh, Mike, do you guys have anything you want to say before we end it? Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't. Uh, check out Scotch and Sports. Um, it might just turn into a <laughs> second episode of the three of us chatting with each other. So we'll just do two a week um, at this point. But yeah, other than that, um, it's been fun analyzing this. Uh, Hopefully we'll have a guest next week and maybe it will be Gertie, whose team, frankly, sucks. Um, Mm. And actually, by the way, say hi to Rachel for me. That was great. We worked that in there. Yeah, same spiel. Um, Hallwell, we look forward to maybe having you on uh, SNS and going over some more of the Rogers drama because that was a lot of fun to hear you go on about. Um. Other than that, no, Gertie, your team sucks. Say hi to Rachel for me. Uh, I would, I would love to, Mike. Thank you for the offer. Maybe we can talk off air about it. Um, I just want to give a special shout out to uh, our friends uh, Chris and Kim. Uh, mm. con- congratulations, guys! We're super excited for you. Um, but yeah, I think with that, uh, we'll say, uh, we'll say, uh, Gertie, your team sucks, and uh, say hi to Rachel for me. Bye, guys. Insert outro music here. So, do you have any outro music for us?
It's amazing.